Today, I want to jump right into the message. Uh, we're in the second part of our series called Crazy Faith. And the reason why I titled that is because crazy can be defined as foolish and extreme. And big faith, any faith really, is mentally foolish. You cannot comprehend it in your mind. Therefore, it is faith. And it's out of the uh, social norm. It's extreme. And we want to be people of big faith, don't we? And big faith looks like crazy, crazy faith. And that's what we're looking at faith. We're hoping that our faith grows and to, be, to become big faith, crazy faith. And I found a wonderful story in Matthew 15. If you have your Bible or your text, you can look there. Matthew 15, we'll begin reading at verse 21. And this is a mother who had crazy faith, a mother that had big faith. And we're going to read her story beginning at verse 21. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. I praise God for mothers who cry over their children and bring them to the Lord. I am a byproduct of such a mother that cried out to the Lord on behalf of their child. And I want to encourage every mom that's praying for their children's salvation, don't you give up. You keep coming to the Lord. You keep, don't, don't let anything keep you away. You keep bringing them before the Lord. What happened is this mom actually brought this daughter before the Lord by her prayers. And let's see what happened. But Jesus, but he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away for she's crying out after us. This mom would not quit. Verse 24, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25, but she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Verse 28, then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Mark's account says that she left after Jesus told her it was, it was done. She left and went to her house. That's all she needed. She left and went to her house and found her daughter healed. I want to talk to you just for a few moments today. The title of the message is A Bulldog Bite on Faith. A Bulldog Bite. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much again for every mom, every godly mom. Lord, that she has more influence than she realizes. And all of us today, Lord, we want to increase our influence. We want to be an example. And we want faith, Lord, that you can use to move in us through for other people. Give us that kind of faith that doesn't let go. That, Lord, we uh, come to you knowing you're the answer, the only answer. And today, Lord, I pray you would establish us with this kind of faith. And Lord, I pray you would speak to our hearts. Church, let's pray it together. Lord, speak to my heart. 
change my life in Jesus' name. The American Bulldog, anybody got an American Bulldog? Has an incredible, we all got pl plenty of Bulldog uh, in the Bulldog family, but the American Bulldog has an incredible bite force. I think we even have a picture of one. Isn't that cute? The strength of the dog's bite is measured in PSI. That's pounds per square inch. So the American Bulldog has a bite force of 305 pounds per square inch. When they bite, they, they make an impact. And that kind of bite force, they can actually crush bones. One of the dogs that have the greatest bite force is the Kangle. And uh, there's a picture. Wow. And it is a, a, a Turkish shepherd dog. And this dog has a bite force, ready, 743 pounds per square inch. When he bites you, you will know you're not getting away. Now that you're uh, ready for Jeopardy's man's best friend category. Oh, there's one other picture. I don't know how that picture got in there. Wow. That's my dog. I don't know how that picture got in there. This is this is bite force. This is preciousness per pound square inch there. Oh, you didn't say all enough. I mean, it's okay if you feel sort of bad about your dog not being this precious or cute. <laughs> After reading our opening text, did Jesus really call this needy mother, did he call her a dog? Jews, we know historically they look down on Canaanite people, but it's not characteristic of Jesus. And it was had to be the reason it's believed that Jesus was referring to his ministry of Jews first, then Gentiles. He said that it's not right to take what belongs to bread, him referring to himself, the bread of the Jews, of the, of the children. It's not right then to give it to the dog. See, I firmly believe that if Jesus ministered to the Gentiles, we know he came for the world. But if his ministry was to the Gentiles, first of all, it was contrary to, uh, to covenant that it was Jews first, covenant people. I'm so thankful, though, that Jesus had love for all of us. And if he had ministered to the Gentiles, the Gentiles would not have crucified him. The, the Jews, he knew, would crucify him. And therefore, by his ministry to them and breaking all of their religious, uh, many of their religious uh, laws that they crucified him, therefore salvation came to all of us. I'm glad we're grafted in, aren't you? The Bible teaches us that. And Jesus, I believe, also uh, knew what was in this lady's heart, and he wanted to use her as an example to us. And we're going to learn from her today. When it came to faith, this Canaanite woman really had a bulldog bite on her face. 
And if you're going to live by faith, you have to have that also. Uh, uh, what I mean is a grabbing hold and not letting go. A tenacity, if you will, that you say, this is what I believe, this is my promise, and I am coming to the Lord, I know who to come to, and I am not going to let go. I'm going to get what God has given me already, amen? And there are some qualities that we're going to learn from her that is, are necessary for what I call tenacious faith. That's crazy faith that just keeps holding on, holding on firmly without letting go. So let's look at four of those qualities that we see in this mother, uh, in this story of this mother. The first one is this. She had a desperation, a desperation. She To be desperate means to have a great need or desire for something. And one thing about a mom, a mom will fight a lion to save her child. This mother had a desperate need, and it was for her oppressed child, and she was willing to ask and keep asking. She did not take no for an answer. I really don't believe that you can have great faith without having a desperate need to prove that faith. It's easy to say you have faith for something when you have a plan B. It's easy to say that I have faith for something when you say, well, well it's okay if it don't work out. But when you are desperate, when you know there's no other way, you put your faith, and you better know in whom you believe, as she did, and she put her whole faith in Jesus that day. And the truth is that we're all more desperate than we realize. There should have been a few amens right there. We're all more desperate. Do we realize that our very next heartbeat is determined from the Lord? The breath that we breathe is determined by God. We are desperate people. We, are, we have a greater need for Jesus than we understand. We need him to move in our lives. We need him to move in our marriages. We need him to move in our children. We should, even thinking about the possibilities of our families not serving the Lord, should have us on our knees crying out to the Lord in desperation for God to move. God is moved by great faith, and we see it in this story. John 15, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is, it is that bears much fruit. And this is the key phrase. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. We cannot serve the Lord. We cannot know the Lord unless he moves on us first. We cannot even come to the Lord. We cannot even have the mental ability to understand that we need a Savior. We are lost and undone unless he at first reveals it to us. We're desperate for his move. 
My, if you can't watch the news today and determine that America is desperate for a move of the Lord, I do not, I don't know. We're desperate for a move of God. We're desperate for a move of God at Move Church. There are thousands of people that need Jesus, and the truth is, unless they accept Jesus as their Savior and Lord, they're not going to heaven. There is a hell that is not for them, but it will be for them that reject Christ. There's not created for them, no. And it's the burden of the church for us to reach them. We're desperate for the Lord. Man, we need to get a touch of the Lord, don't we, in our lives. We want an anointing on our marriage. We want an anointing on our kids. We want our kids serving the Lord. Desperate. Another characteristic is this, a dependency. She had a dependency. She was dependent on the Lord. She knew who to go to. To be dependent is to rely on someone else for something you need. And being dependent is not good unless you can trust the person you're dependent upon, right? This desperate mother chose the right one to be dependent on. She knew Jesus was her answer. We all need to be like her, a, a dog-like kind of faith, and dog meaning depend on God. I'm amazed that when I hear stories from missionaries all that the, the great miracles that happen. And so does that mean that God only moves in those countries? No, there's such an oppression that, you know, it, it's a heaviness. I know we've been there. How can they experience so, such a move of God in miracles? Because they have a dependency on God. There's no plan B. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And unless Jesus does it, it does not get done. You'll be amazed how you will experience more supernatural things in your life. At first, you understand your desperation for the Lord, for him working in your life, and then you become dependent upon him. Now, he, again, I'm not saying not do anything. Faith is sweaty. Faith without works is dead. So there's some things that the Lord has us to operate in to do on our own but we understand that we are dependent upon him doing it if he don't do it it don't get done amen somebody told me this morning that hey they're ready for the service they're ready you know for what the lord has and i and i said i am too i'm ready to see what the lord does if he doesn't do it we're in trouble there's a dependency that i know if god doesn't show up we're just coming together and loving on next for about 15 20 minutes well longer than that ain't it and, and uh, nothing gets done. But when he shows up, it makes the difference. He can give a word to that person that, that needs it desperately, but then heal that person, then, then restore that relationship. Well, he, he can do it all. I'm thankful for him today, aren't you, that he, I, I put all of my eggs in one basket. Anybody else? You've put all of your eggs in one basket? that God is your answer and there's no plan B and if, and if he doesn't do it, you're in trouble. You will not go wrong when you trust in the Lord. He said those who trust in him, their faces are never covered in shame. 
I love it. He promises us, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? His children, those who belong to him. You can trust in him. You can depend on him. Verse 30, he goes on to say, Jesus says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Then he sums it up in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God keeps good records. He sees the times that you've trusted him. He sees the time that the easy road would have been a whole lot better would have been a whole lot more convenient. But you chose to do it his way, and you could depend on him. Now, I feel this coming out of my spirit for somebody today. Would you close your eyes just for a moment? Lord, this is moving in somebody. I know I feel this today, and I'm so thankful today that you're giving encouragement. You are giving bread to the children today. And you know who needs to be encouraged right now? That they have trusted in you. And Lord, Satan has lied to them and tried to get them to think nothing is happening. God is not going to do it. And that is a lie. We call it out right now. And I know you're already doing this in their spirit. Lord God, I pray today they're full on you, full on the bread that gives life. And I praise you for that in Jesus' name. She also had humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance. I wonder if Jesus was in the flesh and we went to him and he ignored us. So that's not in the Lord's heart. He's checking something in this lady. How many of us would have copped an attitude with Jesus? Man, now I know you all the son of the Lord and all the God and everything, but you going to talk to me. And how, how easy do we get offended at things that don't go our way? And here she went to Jesus and he did not respond. She went to the disciples. They even said, send her away. And then... Again, he wasn't calling her a dog, but he said, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the children. And she would not let go. She humbled herself in a way that it didn't matter about her. She was not looking for herself. She was looking for a miracle for her child. And Christians, we got to be very careful that we do not develop spiritual pride. God revealed it in my life after we came back from Belgium 
I've shared with you before the disease that I was in remission uh, for when we went came back. And uh, in prayer, in faith, not really thinking about it, uh, I would go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you're going to take care of this, that you're going to heal me because I've done, I've done things for you. I've done this. We, we, we did this and we've done that. I've done that. I know you're going to take care of me as your child. And there was a time in prayer where God gave me a realization. He said, son, that's spiritual pride. He said, anything I do for you is not because of what you've done. It is out of my mercy and grace. You cannot earn what I do for you. And it gave me a, a wake-up call in my own life. that I've, And be very careful because we think, well, Lord, now he does, and he gives us promises, and he says he will bless us, but you can't earn them. It's his goodness, only his goodness. And look at what the scripture says, Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith God has assigned. Look at the message. I'm going to read it in the message. It says, living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace, <laughs> it's important that you do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. It's a privilege to serve the Lord, ain't it? And any good thing that comes our way, we sure didn't deserve it. It is only by his grace. The good thing about that revelation is it takes the pressure off. Don't it? When it comes to faith, if I'm going to receive of the Lord, it takes the pressure off. I don't have to perform in such a way. I just got to have faith in him. Amen? Now, yeah, we have to obey, but I don't have to work at these little, God, you graded me on a 4.0. I, did I earn a bonus miracle? No, it is by his grace and mercy. Can't you thank the Lord for that? Now, the last characteristic that I see that she had, and I love this one, is number four, perseverance. Perseverance, a persistence in doing something Des, uh, despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. It is grabbing hold and not letting go. My precious dog, she has a rope. And when she brings that rope to me, she will lay it in my hand. And the only reason she lays it in my hand is for me to grab a hold of it. And when I grab a hold, guess what she does? Like your dog, she grabs a hold. And when she grabs a hold, she ain't letting go. And it's so funny, if I let go, she'll let go, of, she'll bring it to my hand again and drop it and let go, just waiting for me to grab it again. Because she'll grab it and she won't let go. Now we got to grab a hold of what God has for us. And we have to grab behold in perseverance where we do not let go. This is a requirement of faith. The, your level of faith is determined by time and difficulty. 
Your level of faith, the kind of faith that you have, is determined by time and difficulty. Great faith does not have a breaking point or an expiration date. Oh, come on. You're quiet on me. Great faith does not have a breaking point. As a matter of fact, I said it last week, when you start out in faith on something, look for the situation many times to get worse. <laughs> you cannot say, okay, I believe the Lord here that he would do it, but now it's, it's up here. Because the Bible says nothing is impossible with him. He doesn't have a level of difficulty. All it's the same. If you need a miracle for a toenail, he can heal that, right? And if it turns into a cancer, it's no difference for him. It is for us, but not for him. He doesn't know a level of difficulty. And great faith is not determined by your difficulty or an expiration date. Well, I believe the Lord. And this is where the Lord's really going to minister. I'm going to tell you now during prayer time because there are some of us that because it has not happened, you've backed away from what you, your promise, what you've been hoping for. And it cannot expire, okay? It does not have that expiration date. And Jesus teaches us in Luke 18, he tells us a story of a, another lady. And he said, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always to pray and not lose heart. Verse 2, he said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice. So you may say, well, this is just about justice. No, it's not. He goes on to say, so that, she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And then verse 8, Jesus tells us what it's really about, not just about justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find those people that said, I am hanging on and I will not give up? So those qualities, desperation and we have that. Some in this room, you need a miracle today. There's no other answer. You need a miracle. There's a dependency. It's okay to believe in the Lord and let him be your plan A and plan B and plan C. Maybe we need some humility where we say, Lord, here I am. I am nothing. But your word says that, that you oppose the prideful, but you give grace to the humble. And it may not work out the way that I expect, but I, I believe you, that you are a good God and you're going to do it. And then we're going to persevere. We're not going to give up when it doesn't happen in the timetable that we set. Amen. All right, so let me close out by giving us, let's, let's, I want to bring it to something we can use this morning. I want to be able to give us something that we can apply. So how to bite down on faith. You ready? The first one is this. You got to believe Jesus is your answer. Jesus is the answer to every problem that you have, Jesus. I've been asked at different times for marriage counseling, and I'm just going to I've, I've say this 
all the time. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a licensed counselor. I look to God's word. But in any counseling that I do, uh, there's really not much from me. It's Jesus. You got to get Jesus in your marriage. Having problems with my kids. Well, there's some things I can I can tell you and some some methodology and some discipline things, but you got to get Jesus in your kids. <laughs> it really just comes down to Jesus. It comes down to getting them in the presence of the Lord and watching the Lord what, see what he does. It's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. He's the answer to everything you face today, Jesus. So you got to believe he is your answer. Yeah, he uses mankind. He uses doctors. He uses medicine. He uses anointed ministers to bless and teach. But Jesus is the source. He can use whatever he wants. He can do it any way he wants, but he is the answer. Romans 11 says this, for from him and through him and for him are all things. You see that circle? It's from him, through him, and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen? He's the answer. He's the answer. Matthew eleven twenty six. he says, come to me excuse me, 28, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come, he's your answer. Well, I just got to get things on my ear. I got to do this and I, you need to come to Jesus first and let him help you. You can't do it on your own. You've proven that. <laughs> well, I, I just don't know. Uh, my, my marriage is on the rocks. You, uh, you come to Jesus. Well, they won't come, you come. Get enough Jesus to take home and give them a little land yap. Amen? Well, my kids, they just don't get them to Jesus. Yeah, my mama had that answer. Mama, I don't want to go to church, I told her. She said, as long as your feet are under my table, you're going to church. She knew the answer. The answer is Jesus. Number two, identify a promise for your problem. If you belong to Jesus, you've got some promises. 2 Corinthians says this, for no matter how many promises God has made of this, they are yes in Christ. Well, what's the Lord's answer? It's yes, you get your promise. Yes, he wants to heal your body. Yes, he wants to set your, your kids free. Now, they, they have a part to play in that. There's a will involved. But yes, he knows how to move in such a way they'll want to. Yes, get you a promise that fits what you need. If you need healing, write this down, 1 Peter 2.24, which says, by his stripes, we are healed. If you need, uh, if you have an addiction and you, you want to see that broken off of your life, write down John 8.36. I'm giving it to you today. You don't have to look, look that hard. 8.36 says, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. I'm preaching like an evangelist, but my congregation ain't responding that way. If it's a financial blessing you need, write down Philippians 4:19. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Find your miracle, find your promise, and you'll find your miracle. It sure is. If you are in Christ, you belong to him. That's important. 
You belong to him. Get your promise and you stand on it. It's yes. The scripture says it's yes in Christ. Then the third one, only two more, and we're going to pray. Take it by faith in Jesus' name. This is so important. You got to take it by faith. Jesus said you could. He said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you say and ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You got to receive it. You can't wait to receive it when you see it. You got to receive it before you ever see it. Believing and receiving leads to seeing and possessing. Believing and receiving leads to seeing and... Well, that just sounds crazy. Uh Uh-huh, it's crazy faith. Told you many times we have prayed. We have prayed over houses. And Lord, we thank you that house is sold. Thank you. And the miracle, I've shared those stories with you. I've I've prayed over bushes to die and they died. (laughs) You thank the Lord. How How do you receive it? You thank him for it like it's already there. You, you have to receive. You have to believe and receive that the Lord has done it for you. It's receiving in faith. It's supernatural before the, the natural ever manifest. Let me give you the last one, number four. You have to endure with thanksgiving and praise. Endure. Would you stand, please? Wouldn't it be awesome if whatever we prayed for, Lord, you see this bill, I need $10,000, and I pray for it, and I receive it, and it was there. You wouldn't have to have much faith, though, would you? And faith is proven by difficulty and time. I shared that just a moment ago. You have to endure, though, until it comes. You believe you've received it. You thank the Lord for it. Lord, I've already given it to you, and I thank you for it. You have to know it's on the way. You have to know it will manifest for your life. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about going and picking out the red Mercedes convertible unless the Lord's already put that in your heart, okay? And the Lord can give you that if he wants to. But don't throw out the principle of what Jesus said just because it's been abused in the past. He said, if you believe you have received it, it will be yours. So how do you do that? You just thank him. Lord, I thank you. You've heard my prayer. And Lord, you've already paid the price for it. I give you praise for that. You keep, you endure by thanksgiving and praise. Philippians 4 is, I think, another good crazy faith verse. I should have also given you, I think it's verse three of that, four of that passage where Paul starts off by saying, rejoice in the Lord. Always, I say it again, rejoice. Keep your joy. The reason why you have joy is right here, verse six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do you realize what kind of example it would be if Christians start acting this way? That we're joyful no matter what, and we're not anxious people. We shouldn't be. Not anxious about anything, but in everything, with this joy, 
by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That the Lord puts a guard over your heart and your mind by his spirit. Now, some of us, even with that guard, we have chosen to open the gate and let stress and worry and anxiety come in. And the Holy Spirit is right there saying, if you let me take care of that gate, I'm the guard, but you swinging it wide open. And today, we're going to let him guard it from now on. Amen? We're going to say, Lord, I've given it to you. I'm going to thank you for it. See, Satan wants to get us out of faith, and he does that through fear, okay? And he wants to swing that gate open. But today, we're going to say, now, Lord, I'm going to take you at your word. You've proven yourself to me. How many of you would say the Lord's proven himself? In the past, I want you to look around. He's proven you. I'm, I'm talking about he's really proven himself. And today, we're going to say, Lord, okay, because you have, you've proven yourself, I'm going to let you guard it from now on. Would you bow your head? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, let me give you one other thing before we pray. If you notice how to bite down, the beginning of all those is bite. It, they'll play it in just a moment. Yeah, look at there. Believe, identify, take it, and endure. Isn't that snazzy? <laughs> I'll put too much work in that for not to show it off. Now let's pray. <laughs> Bow your head, please. Let me pray for you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I just want to give the Lord just a moment, okay? So let's be comfortable with the quiet just for a moment. I just want to see if there's any kind of word of wisdom that he wants to speak. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Dad. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come right up here if you would. I shared this Wednesday night in prayer. Something the Lord kind of put on my heart. The devil wants to destroy us, and he uses several things to do that. He uses accusation, condemnation, and there's one more. Uh, I can't. Remember, I can't think of it. But anyway, and the Lord says he's the answer through praise, professing the word, and possessing. Praise, profess, possess. That's good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bow your head just one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We'll give you praise, Lord. to be a discerning of spirits, okay? It needs to be a discerning. The Holy Spirit will help you with that. That hey, this is a spirit. Paul told Timothy, do not give into a spirit of God did not give you a spirit of fear. And that spirit will not identify himself as a spirit. He'll just come across as 
hey, you have a right to be worried about this. You have a right to be concerned. That's a spirit, okay? It's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, I pray you would help with that, a discerning spirit. We discern, where we understand those spirit, that spirit is not from you. Let's just praise the Lord just for a moment as we wait on him, okay? Thank you, Lord. Just praise him. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God. You are our answer, Lord Jesus. You are our answer. Oh, thank you, Lord God. You are the answer. Thank you, Lord. We release control to you, Jesus. I know some of us have to control everything. We release that to you. We're going to quit trying to fix it. Lord, we give it to you. We're going, to, we're going to spend the same effort. And I really believe this is for someone spending the same effort and giving it to the Lord in faith as you've done trying to fix it in the flesh, okay? I don't know who that's for, but that's for somebody. In Jesus' name, the Lord is going to help you to spend time on your knees fighting that battle instead of with your mouth. In Jesus' name, thank you. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Just thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. You're so good to us, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so we need to bite. Who needs to bite down in faith all over again? You started out in faith, and somewhere you've let go of the rope. <laughs> you've let go. But it's time to bite down again. Would you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Lord, you see our hands, and we just want to believe again. We're not going to give up. We did give up, but, Lord, we're not going to give up again. We're coming to you again. We're going to persevere. We're going to have tenacious faith. Lord God, we're going to hold on, and we're not going to let go. It doesn't have to be exactly the way we have determined. But, Lord, we give it to you. We don't have to control it. And, Lord, you do it in your time. We're going to leave the results up to you, and we're going to have joy in you as we're waiting. Lord, we thank you. Now, let's give them the guard. Let's tell them to guard our hearts, guard our minds once again. We're going to let you do that. We're not going to swing the gates open. We're going to let you do it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's say amen and thank the Lord. Amen. I know it was a little different kind of message today, but uh, I really felt like the Lord done some work for, for uh, some, and we all need it. Amen. It's so easy just to give up on what God has promised you, but don't you do it. You just start praising the Lord for it, thanking the Lord for it. And the more the resistance, the more the obstacles, the more the praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're praying for your lost child to come home, and you hear they just done something really stupid and dumb. Lord, I thank you. I told somebody that was praying for their family, just start speaking it over them. You're going to serve the Lord and just hang up. <laughs> mess them up. Mess them up. Amen. Mama said I'm serving the Lord. Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm praying for you. <laughs> Tell them, you, I'm praying for you. They're coming after you. <laughs> Jesus is. <laughs> okay, uh, we will... Um, uh, this is the day that I want to, uh, about two months from today, we're going to be taking up our faith offering for 
our building. And thank you already. Many of you have already just started giving, and you can do that. Just make sure to mark that. But um, I see God working in that. I really do. I, I, I believe you believe with me. You believe with us that we get this building paid for. Amen. And then we can go ahead and build something larger as the Lord allows, and, and we can reach more people for Jesus, and that's what it's about. I want to pray over your finances. Okay, would you, um, if you want to receive a blessing, we, want, we know the Lord's the source, okay? But I just want to pray that the Lord gives you seed. He said he gives seed to the sower. So, Lord, you see our hands raised. We put you first in our life, and we, do, we put you first in our finances. And, Lord, this offering we give to you, and I pray you would bless us in such a way that this would not be a hard thing. Lord God, that we would give what you give us, and you get the glory for it. It's your house, and we give it to you, and we believe a miracle through this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Okay, moms, I'm hoping that it's taking you out today, and you don't have to cook your own Mother's Day lunch. So let me bless you before you leave. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance toward you and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day.